If you are listening to this, it means we have made it through the first season. Um, congrats to us and you. Thank you for being a part of it. <clears throat> 15 episode roundup of uh, 2019 in K-pop. And we've done a range of things. I mean, we haven't even just talked about 2019 specifically in K-pop, but we've covered our rounds. We talked about what we wanted to talk about, and you listened. Thank you for that. Um, Because I just love talking my shit and just doing whatever. Because that's kind of the goal, you know? Anyways, um, this is our season two intro trailer roundup gratitude session of things i don't know i just wanted to once again thank everybody for listening and get you hype about the next round of episodes we are doing give you a little taster of what's to come we've got all of these lovely girl group things into 2020 first episode of the new season will probably be about the girls because they'll be doing so much red velvet um coming back tomorrow um luna everything is looking good for luna boa just had like her fucking 15th ep release it was great um cl first to drop some stuff out from leaving yg and itsy going on a north american tour so we've got all of those things um and i thought that would be or we thought that would be a great way to start out the year um just women's rights all around um but We also, after that, will finally, finally jumpstart our um, trauma series that will be in around six parts, possibly less, possibly more. We'll see how it goes. Um, They, six, will sort of unpack the different ramifications of um, trauma in K-pop and the kinds of responses that um, fans and media outlets and other celebrities and just how it ripples, the ripple effect of trauma in the industry and outside and to the onlookers as well. Um, Oftentimes, we find that K-pop is introduced to western audiences and just global audiences in a way that highlights the devastation of its pop stars and the devastating landscape of k-pop really or like these sorts of um things you must sacrifice to become an idol we're here to reframe what trauma is in k-pop and contend with racist orientalist and just honestly stupid theories surrounding trauma and k-pop and by unpacking these different topics we'd like to demystify and deorientalize common misportrayals of k-pop and western media 
Um, when I say Orientalist, I mean people who look at Koreans. And if you are a K-pop stan with friends who really just don't care about K-pop either way, or would even go so far as to hate it, you know sometimes they will look at them and be like, what are these weird-ass Koreans doing? And, you know, that's in part an Orientalist gaze. Because, you know, at the end of the day, they are just making pop music. It is not too, too different from any sort of pop scenery, pop industry that would exist in the rest of the world. It's just tailored to Korean culture and customs, which is important to remember when you think about K-pop. Because yes, it is, it is incredibly racist and orientalist to think that Koreans are different just because of the way that they exist in K-pop. Not to mention extremely dehumanizing. And at that, I'm just, I'm going to have y'all wait. You're going to wait, you're going to wait, and you're going to see. And it's going to be good. Because, you know, not to rub it in anybody's face, but me and Morgan have at least one and a half degrees with our brains smashed together. So, you know, sometimes we know what the fuck we're talking about. (laughs) Um, Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for listening into the new year. And thank you for letting us get our money up, not our funny up. You're okay. Um, thank you. Have a great 2020. Do what feels good. I hope everything you want falls into your lap. And I truly mean that. Um, signing off and look for us in 2020. Thank you.